Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new episode here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via our contact form on our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or you can leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review.iloveoldtimeradio.com. This episode is brought to you in part by the I Love Old Time Radio Patreon page. As a Patreon member, you'll help me continue to bring all these great Golden Age shows, upgrade our equipment, keep the website going, and more. Plans start at just $2 a month, but if you pledge $6 or more, you get access to the Vintage Radio Podcast, a look at series that were an hour or more that include Lux Radio Theater, CBS Radio Mystery Theater, and the Mercury Theater on the air, just to name a few. To become a member, visit support.iloveoldtimeradio.com. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. Fridays, we hope to say the secret word on You Bet Your Life. This episode was originally aired on December 17th, 1952. And George, what is that secret word? Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is chair. C-H-A-I-R. Well, you can spell too. Right? <laughs> You'll bet your life. Show Marks in You Bet Your Life, the comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood and brought to you by the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers, the dealers who bring you America's most talked about new car, the distinguished 1953 DeSoto, and the exciting new Plymouth. See them both at your DeSoto Plymouth dealers. And now, here he is, the one, the only... Well, drag him out here. Oh, that's me. <laughs> Here I am again with $1,000 for one of our couples. Well, Groucho, our first couple, Miss Marge Riley and Mr. Arnold Lytus, were chosen from our studio audience just before we went on the air. And here they are. Folks, please come in and meet Groucho Marx. Well, welcome for the DeSoto Plymouth dealer. Say the secret word and divide $100. It's a common word, something you find around the house. Miss Marge Riley, eh? Where are you from, uh, Maggie, uh, Margie? I'm from Okemo, Oklahoma. Where's that? Okima, Oklahoma. Okima. Well, where is Okima? It's in Okfusky County. (laughs) Oh, why didn't you say that? (laughs) Where's Okfusky County? It's in Oklahoma. It's near Okima, I suppose, huh? (laughs) Now, what did you uh, What did you do in Okima? I went to school and I lived on a farm. You lived on a farm? Really? Why? You don't look like a farmer. You haven't got a plow with you or a rake or anything? <laughs> what did you do on the farm, uh, Marge? Oh, I fed the chickens and fed the hogs and chopped wood and 
Chop cotton? You, uh, chop the hogs, did you say? No, <laughs> I fed the hogs. Oh, don't they call it slop the hogs, huh? I didn't. That was nice. <laughs> well, what is the difference between slopping a hog and, uh, and feeding a hog? Well, there is a difference. Well, what is the difference? Our, our hogs us? were grain-fed. And uh, Arnold uh, Laitis, is that your name? Laitis. Laitis. That's an odd name, Laitis. I knew your brother, Tonsil, very well. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, a Greek name, isn't it? No, it's a uh, Polish name. Originally, it was spelled L-E-J-T-I-Z-O-U-S-K-I. <laughs> how did you pronounce it then? Laitisowski. Oh. Now, how tall are you? I'm 6'2". Oh. I thought maybe you were a ten-foot pole, you know. They, uh... <laughs> no, they use them a lot of times. You know, when you meet a guy and you say, I wouldn't touch you with a ten-foot pole, and I thought maybe this fellow was one of them. <laughs> what sort of work do you do? Uh... Well, I manage a um, cheese sales company. We sell cheese. You sell it all alone by yourself? No, actually, I, um, I work for my father-in-law. He's a uh, oh. cheese distributor. Well... Keep your opinions of your father-in-law to yourself. Right? <laughs> what do you do there? Well, I, uh, I'm the manager. I uh, sort of keep the wheels uh, in motion with regards to uh, uh, sales promotions and policies and that type of thing. You sound pretty vague. What you actually mean is that you married the boss's daughter, huh? That's right. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm kind of at a loss with you, Mr. Arnold. The only cheese jokes I know are very old ones. And unlike cheese, they don't improve with age. <laughs> I suppose you're familiar with the one about Swiss cheese, huh? Um, which one is that? Well, you know, Swiss cheese has all those holes in it because it needs the ventilation. <laughs> uh, that's not true. Uh, cheese doesn't smell. Well, you go to your delicatessen, I'll go to mine. <laughs> I don't object to you punching holes in, in your cheese, but don't punch holes in my jokes. <laughs> now, tell me, just what is cheese? I'd be interested in your definition, since you're an expert. Well, cheese uh, originally is, uh, is milk. Uh, if you want to start at the beginning, it's originally grass. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the more popular cheeses you handle? Well, there's cheddar cheese, Swiss cheese, Jack cheese. Uh, Jack cheese, I know him very well. <laughs> Jack cheese. Uh, right across the street. Romano, <laughs> Roquefort, blue cheese, provolone. What egg. is blue cheese? Is that a cheese that's despondent? <laughs> How do you serve cheese at home? Oh, we serve cheese at home all the time. You we, do. Huh? We have it. Uh, we can have it for every meal. You can. We huh? can. Uh, it's an illustration. We uh, use uh, grated cheese on eggs, or we use cheddar cheese uh, for a cheese omelet. In fact, a friend of mine uh, puts a, a, a square of Liederkranz on his hotcakes every Sunday morning, which is a rather unusual thing. And you can use cheese for, for lunch in the salad, uh, blue cheese or grated cheese, or with sandwiches, Swiss cheese for dessert, bel pieds, port salute with crackers or, or fruit and coffee, and then... Well, how much do I owe you so far? <laughs> the finest meals I've ever had, huh? I want to meet this father that puts cheese on hotcakes. <laughs> well, I know you're anxious to win some money here tonight, so in just one minute you're going to play your bet your life for a chance at the $1,000 question. Right now, there's something I want you to hear concerning the distinguished 1953 DeSoto. 
Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20 out of our list of 20 categories. You selected number 19, common words containing men's names. Now, here's your first question. How much will you bet? And talk real loud. What do you think? Well, let's hold back a penny. Okay. $19.99. All right, $19.99. What is the word containing a man's name that means a sore or pulled muscle? Charlie Horse? Uh, Charlie Horse is right. <laughs> I knew Charlie Horse very well. He was a bro- blood brother of Jack Cheese. They used to go around together. You now have $39.99. Remember, you're going for $1,000 tonight. How much of this sum will you bet on this one? All but a penny. All but a penny. All but a penny. What do you call the British military flag? It contains a man's name. Uh, the Jack. Flying Jack, isn't it? Union Jack. Union Jack Union Cheese. Jack. I know very well. You now have $79.97. That's the other, brother. Union Jack Cheese. Now, how much are you going to bet? All of it. All of it. What do you call a man who makes his living cutting down trees for commercial use? Lumberjack. Lumberjack is right. That's Lumberjack Cheese. That's another, brother. You've got a family of these jacks, huh? You've now climbed to $159.94. All right, and here's your last chance to be the other couples. How much are you going to bet? All of it. What do you call the man whose business it is to climb high buildings to make repairs? Steeplejack. Steeplejack is right. Put it there, kid. And you'll wind up with $319.88. Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers. Gradually, we invited some college girls to the uh, program tonight. And just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected Miss Isabel Stewart. Her partner, Mr. John Martyr, has an interesting hobby. So, folks, come on in, please, and meet Groucho Marx. Welcome, welcome to your Bet Your Life. Say the secret word and divide $1,000. $100. And divide $100. It's a common word, something you find around the house. Isabel Stewart, uh, you're the college girl, eh? How old are you, uh, Isabel? 21. 21. Uh, Are you married? No, sir. Why not? Well, I'd like to get an education. You get an education, you won't want to get married. <laughs> what do you want an education for? Do you want to be smarter than your husband? No, I um, kind of like my husband to be smarter than I am. Well, it takes a very smart wife to make her husband think he's smarter than she is. That's a little philosophy, you see. We throw that in. We don't charge anything for that. Good. It's of no value, but we, it's a, gr- a gratuitous piece of philosophy here and there. It's very helpful at times. Mr. John Marta, huh? That's right, sir. You don't look like a martyr. Uh, that, that's you, isn't it? That's right, sir. Sir, who are you talking to? <laughs> I thought he was addressing you. Yeah. Oh, that's me? That's you. Well, that's more like it. Uh, thank you very much. I deserve a little respect around here. <laughs> Make a note of this, Panaman, will you? <laughs> Where's that bounder, huh? <laughs> Where are you from, Sir John? Uh, John, sir? I'm from England. From oh, from merry old England, eh? What That's part right. of England? Nottingham. Nottingham. We say Nottingham. Nottingham. We say Nottingham. Uh, yes, that is if you work in a packing plant. <laughs> what college do you attend, uh, Isabel? That's a very pretty name, Isabel. Thank you very much. I go to J. C. Pierce. I mean J. W. Uh, Pierce Junior College. Oh. C. W. I thought that was. Pardon a... me. <laughs> Are you sure you're not in kindergarten? <laughs> you go to J.C.W. Pierce, uh, pardon me, kindergarten. Now, where is that? That is in Canoga Park. 
Oh, I didn't know there was a college in Canoga Park. Oh, what are you taking in college? I'm majoring in beef production. In beef production? Yes, sir. You mean you coach the football team? <laughs> or is this a cow college? No, it's an agricultural college. Oh, I didn't know we had one of those around here. What all do they teach at this place? Well, they have liberal arts and uh, floriculture and uh, swine husbandry, sheep husbandry. Swine husbandry? <laughs> you mean you have to go to college to know that all husbands are swine? You have a football team there? Uh, not this year. I guess that's logical. You wouldn't want to spend all week feeding the pigs and then on Saturday get out and kick them around. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious, Isabel. Why should a, an attractive young girl like you go into beef production? Does somebody give you a bum stare at some time? No, I've always just loved animals. And uh, I saw my opportunity to go to Pierce. And I just went uh -huh. to Pierce and... Oh, do it. you have a song there, a college song, like Cow Cow Boogie or something? <laughs> you sing Swine Women and Song? <laughs> now, uh, tell me, uh, Mr. Marta, uh, Mr. Fenneman says you have an interest. We're very polite around here, aren't we? Yeah? Everything is prefaced with Mr. Tell me, John. Fenneman says you have an interesting hobby. Uh, uh, just what is your hobby? I'm president of the Southern California Cricket Association. Oh, really? I've got three crickets at my house. They've been keeping me awake for years. Tell us something about cricket. What is it like? Well, to the Englishman or people born in England, uh, it's pretty much the same as baseball is to an American. That's ridiculous. What fun is there in beating an umpire with a tea bag? Huh? <laughs> or do you just throw the puck? Cricket is a pretty old game, isn't it? Yeah. That's right. It's been played in England since the 13th century. Well, Satchel Page has been playing baseball since the 12th century. <laughs> Do you have any famous players like Babe Ruth? You know, he hit 60 home runs in one season. Yes, we have. We have uh, one young man that scored 628 runs in one inning. Oh, a pitcher's battle, eh? <laughs> now, how could a man possibly score 628 runs in one inning? Well, Riddle me that. First of all, Gracia, he, uh, on each hit, a long hit over the fence, there's six runs in cricket. If you Why hit do you get six runs if you hit the ball over the fence? That's the game. Oh. Six runs over the Who's fence. Who's responsible for these rules? Well, the Marylebone Cricket Club in London. Oh. How long does the average cricket game last? Well, a first-class game in uh, England takes three days. Mm -hmm. Isabel, uh, would you like to attend a cricket game with me sometime? No, thank you, sir. Why not? I think you'd get a kick out of it. They last a little too long. Well, don't let that bother you. <laughs> you see, what I had in mind wasn't exactly cricket. <laughs> well, enough of this chatter. Let's see if you can win some real money here tonight. You're going to play your bet your life for a chance at $1,000. Beat our other couples. I can't tell you how much you have to win, but George is going to remind our listeners... Miss Riley and Mr. Lightus won $319.88, and the secret word is chair. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You select and name the city. These are all cities of the United States. Here's your first question. How much would you bet? You're the boss, Isabel. Fifteen. Okay. $15. If you wanted to ring the Liberty Bell in Independence Hall, what city would you visit? Philadelphia. Philadelphia is right. <laughs> 
You now have $35. Remember, you're going for $1,000 tonight. Now, how much of the $35 will you bet on this question? $30. Is that all right with you, Mr. Bull? That's fine. If you wanted to sip a little tea in the famous Back Bay region, what city would you visit? Boston. Boston is right. You've now climbed to $65. How much of the $65 are you going to bet? $64. How about $60? All right. $60. Isabel, you're looking at him as though he were a cow, huh? <laughs> are you ready? I'm ready. Shall we proceed? If you decided to check on some exhibits at the Smithsonian Institute, what city would you visit? Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. You now have $125. And is your last chance to be the other couples? How much will you bet? The works. Okay, the works. The works. If you wanted to stroll along Michigan Avenue or Lakeshore Drive, what city would you visit? Chicago. Chicago! you wind up with $250. Thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Thank you. We uh, have some new parents for you now, Groucho. Mr. and Mrs. Arthur E. Bishop. And here they are. (laughs) Folks, would you come in, please, and meet Groucho Marx. Welcome, youngsters, for the DeSoto Plymouth dealers. Say the secret word and divide $100. You divide $100 if you get the secret word. It's a common word, something you find around the house. Mr. and Mrs. Arthur Bishop, eh? Oh, a sailor, eh? Glad to have you aboard, matey. Mrs. Uh, Bishop, uh, what is your first name? My name's Mary. Mary. Well, how old are you, Mary? I'm 19. And uh, Arthur, what is your age? 21. 21. What a shameful waste, eh? <laughs> the time to be 19 or 21 is when you're my age. And you can really appreciate it. What do you do in the Navy, uh, Art? Well, I was just promoted from a fireman to uh, engineman third. What's a fireman doing in the Navy? Did the Admiral tell you to go to blazes? (laughs) How did you happen to meet this lovely and attractive girl? Well, um, she moved in down the block for me and... uh, and you moved in right away, huh? Uh, I already lived there. Oh, and... you lucky fellow, huh? <laughs> well, she was uh, sitting on the front lawn with her girlfriend or her cousin, and uh, I knew the friend next door to her, and I was talking to him, and I said, uh, boy, she sure is cute. I would sure like to get to know her. And, uh... Well... <laughs> Mary, while this sea wolf was leering at you and trying to figure some sly way to meet you, what were you doing? Well, I was trying to figure out a way to meet him. <laughs> Two minds with but a single thought. Disaster. <laughs> well, Tommy Sailor, what finally happened? Did you finally wangle an introduction? Yes, I sure did. Well, tell us about this breathless moment, Mary. What happened? Well... When Casanova finally met you. He, uh... He came up onto the lawn and he said, Hello, glad to meet you. Then he got in his car and drove home. Well, he probably figured he couldn't top that line. There's no use toying with perfection. Once you etch out something as classic as that, right along with it, huh? What was your reaction to this passionate courtship, Mary? 
What did you think of Admiral Farragut by this time? Well, I thought he was terribly nice, but awfully shy. Maybe he was just sleepy, you know. <laughs> what made you think he was shy? Well, he didn't ask me for a date until two years later. Well, I'd say he was pretty shy, all right. Maybe he was just shy of funds. <laughs> Where did you go on the first date? We went to a drive-in movie. Well, that explains it. He wasn't shy. <laughs> he was just waiting for a double feature, that's it. <laughs> what happened after that first date with Mary? Joined the Navy. <laughs> There's something about this girl that makes you want to hit the road. <laughs> what happened next, Dodge? You joined the Navy, then what? Well, I went through uh, nine weeks nine weeks boots, and then I went aboard the USS Toledo and spent nine months in Korea in the uh, battle zone. And then uh, we returned to the States, and then that's when I put in for special leave to go home to get married. How long have you been married, Mary? One year tomorrow. Tomorrow, your first anniversary. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Married a whole year. In these times, that's practically a golden wedding. <laughs> now, Fenneman says your new parents, uh, what is it, a boy or a girl? We have three baby girls. You have triplets? Well, shiver my scuttlebutt. <laughs> well, what do you know? Mary, you're lucky he's the shy type. <laughs> Otherwise, you might have had a Boy Scout troop by this time. <laughs> what did you name them, Art? Uh... <laughs> Paula, Pauline, and Paulette. Why didn't you call him John Paul Jones? <laughs> well, I might as well have. She names them Sally, Susie, and Sandy. Well, you each have your own set of names. Huh? <laughs> Isn't this confusing to the children? Well, they can understand. <laughs> Do they look alike, Mary? Yes, they're identical. I can't even tell them apart. How about you? Yes, I can tell them apart. Oh. They have beads with their names on them. I may pipe you overboard before we do it. <laughs> Art, how are you making out in the Navy? Three extra mouths to feed? Well, it's uh, pretty rough to make ends meet right now. I would uh, like to get out and get a job. I've had a lot of experience in diesel engines and gasoline engines. Worked with them most of my life. And uh, I'd like to get wound up in something like that. Well, perhaps some to certainly get things done. <laughs> Not only that, but you certainly know how to triple production. <laughs> I really, really hope that all five of you are very happy together. Now it's time to play your bet your life for a chance at a lot of money. You run your 20 bucks into more than our other couples, and you'll get a chance at the $1,000 question. Can't tell you how much you have to win, but George is going to remind our listeners. Our first couple is still ahead with $319.88. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected songs... By Nancy O'Hay Brown is your category. Here's your first question. How much would you bet? 
$39.95. Remember, you're going for $1,000 tonight. Now, how much of this $39.95 are you going to bet this time? $39.94. Play it, Jerry. it was, kids, but unfortunately, it's paradise. Gee. That's a shame. Well, they now have one cent, Groucho. Here's your third question. How much of this one cent would you bet? <laughs> All of it. Play this one, Jerry. Temptation. Temptation. Okay, now you got two cents. <laughs> this is your last chance to beat the other couples. You're going to bet the two cents, I presume. <laughs> All right, play the song, Jerry. They wind up with four cents. You folks didn't win, so obviously we can't give you any more money. However, we'd like to give you a triplets, $50 a piece. That makes a total of $150 for them. Paradise. You kids are in paradise, and you're very lucky. Uh, Groucho, this couple wound up with their four cents, which means that our first couple, Miss Riley and Mr. Lightus, with $319.88. In just one minute, get the chance of the DeSoto Plymouth $1,000 question. Well, thanks and good luck from the DeSoto Plymouth well, dealers. Right now, here's something of importance about the beautiful 1953 DeSoto. Well, here's uh, Miss Riley and Mr. Lightus, the winning couple, all ready for the DeSoto Plymouth $1,000 question, Groucho. Good morning, folks. Well, this is the 10-foot pole and uh, <laughs> the old hog slopper. <laughs> Here we go for $1,000. give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer between you. Think carefully and please no help in the audience. Are you ready? In 1814, a new set of lyrics and a new title were given to a song called Anacreon in Heaven. A-N-A-C-R-E-O-N, in Heaven. For $1,000, what is the name of this song today? Talk it over. you two have decided upon? Star Spangled Banner. Star Spangled Banner! Oh! <laughs> well, congratulations from the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. You bet your life.
sure to tune in again next Wednesday night at the same time for the Groucho Marx Show, when the big question will be worth $1,000. And don't miss Groucho's television show, also presented by the DeSoto Plymouth Dealers of America. And remember that the dealers who sell the distinguished 1953 DeSoto also sell the brilliant new Plymouth, the first truly balanced car in the low-priced field. DeSoto, Plymouth, two great new cars. Both products of the Chrysler Corporation. And when you drive in, tell them Groucho sent you. Good night, folks, and remember, see the 1953 DeSoto. Here's a reminder from the National Safety Council. Courtesy and good judgment are two keys to highway safety. You Bet Your Life, transcribed from Hollywood, is produced by John Goodell. Directed by Robert Dwan and Bernie Smith. Music by Jerry Fielding. This is George Fenneman signing off for the more than 3,000 DeSoto Plymouth dealers from coast to coast. Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. Well, that was nice that they gave the last couple $150, you know, $50 for each kid. They seem so young to start out a life with three kids. And another big winner as well. A great way to end the week. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Amazon Music, and our host, Anchor.fm. For a full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and find the best location that suits you. You can also listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so with a one-time donation or join our Patreon page at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com. The Shadow returns on Monday, and Groucho will be back next Friday for some more You Bet Your Life. For Patreon members, you can listen tomorrow to the latest episode of the Vintage Radio Club. A daring attempt to clear their car windows during a snowstorm leads a mysterious disappearance of a woman's husband. The reasons turn out to be increasingly intriguing. It's from the CBS Radio Mystery Theater, and it's called I Warn You Three Times. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny signing off, and have a great weekend.